jump, 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 three, four, right now. Da 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 da, kick, kick, five, six, right now. Da 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 da, punch, 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 seven, eight, right now. He's really funny. <laughs> Hi there. Welcome to Rider Jump. What's yeah, don't, don't. Egon, Egon Sagay, John. Don't worship your heroes, right? <laughs> Never meet your heroes, man. Like, like, there's a part of me deep down that wants to meet Steve Ditko because he's got he's got all this artistic talent. He's got all this artistic skill. He writes some wonderful stuff. And, and, like, no one has done more thinking about the superhero as a human impossibility than that man does. But he is such an extreme Ayn Rand guy and so paranoid about anyone, like, using anything associated with him to make money for themselves that he is just the biggest and he would have no time for me. Huh. I want to meet him so bad, though, because... I really respect his work. Like, there's this, there's in an interview, he was talking about, like, yes, well, I've been working on a new Doctor Strange story. Oh, did Marvel contact you for anything? Oh, no. No. This one's just for me. Are you gonna, are you gonna show it to anyone? No, I said, it's, it's just for me. I, I wanted to do it. And I'm like, that is, that is dedication. He has no time for anyone. Heck, they wanted to interview him for a book. This big book, uh, uh, I forget his name, like, uh, Sean, oh yeah, Sean Howe's, uh, Untold Story of Marvel Comics, right? Oh, Marvel Comics, The Untold Story. And he sent it, and he sent Steve Ditko a letter saying, look, I, I'd like to interview people, get some, uh, you know, the oral history of what it was like making Marvel Comics happen. You made, you helped make Spider-Man happen. Talk to me about it. And and he gets, and this is the verbatim, the reply he gets back. I am not interested in helping with your writing project. S.D. He doesn't even send his full, his full name. He doesn't sign anything because he thinks if he, if he, if he signs something, people will sell it on eBay. And he's really tired of people selling his signature. Huh. Like, like, I get it. Because I've, like, I've read Ayn Rand, I know how crazy body can get with it, but I want to meet him just to be like, you're so intense, I love you, and he'd be like, what have you ever created that is worth anything to me? And I'd be like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You're a golden god of the art form. What? I can't give you anything that you would think is worthwhile. Alright, well then, I have no use for you. Goodbye. Slam. I have, like, that's probably not how it would go. He's probably actually a really lovely person who just wants to be left alone because he's, like, 85 and he's been screwed over by the American superhero comics industry and he deserves his peace and quiet. But yeah, but he, still, he still makes comics. Like, if you if you subscribe to his reading list, and I need to do that one day. Hmm. How yeah, am I, I just, so manic? It's midnight. <laughs> I would just chalk it up to him being crotchety. Yeah, well, that too. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Um. Okay, yeah. so... Believe it or not, folks, this is Rider Jump. I would never have guessed. <laughs> uh, it uh, is a show where we can and will discuss everything tangentially related to Common Rider and Tokusatsu, including generic hero stuff of all stripes. 
Are you just going to leave that in? You're just going to leave that in, aren't you? you I mean, I totally could I could am. bring it back in with with not meeting your heroes. I could bring this back into Ryder. <laughs> in that, I uh, I would love to meet Seto Koji and just like thank him for Wataru. Hmm. And I I don't know how he would react. I am sure he would probably be like, "Thank you, that's very nice," and then be like, "Okay, that was." Mildly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like this is part of my problem. I've always wanted to to meet Yasuko Kobayashi because I really like the way she does things. But like, I have already appeared in an episode of Shinkenger. <laughs> it's that it's, it's the Mr. Brown episode. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's she's met she's met us. She's met me. She's met basically me, that American guy who really is into, into this stuff. And she's just like, he's sweet. He has no idea what he's talking about. He's a nice guy with a good heart. He's just, he's also dumb as rocks. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's pretty much me. Is that uh, when you travel to Japan after seeing Time Ranger and tracked her down? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Shaved my head. You know, it was the look. It was, it was the, it was, for me, it was the, the late 90s, but. You know, it was the early 2000s. That was just what everyone was doing. It was cool then. And then, you know, I just decided to grow out my hair long. Such was my disappointment. Seriously, though, it's like they, they do the they do the roll call, and, you know, Shinken red, yellow, etc. And then he's just, Shinken brown. And I was like, I see, I see why you did that. That's really good. Oh. <laughs> Y'all, uh, I really enjoy Shinken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I, based on your reaction there, I hope you never write for Shinkenji or get an opportunity in the future. And uh, that's actually what we're here to discuss: uh, fans writing things that they uh, love or that they're really involved with, uh, outside of just the show itself or movie, book, whatever it is. Um, we brought this up in our last drive episode, which I believe, yes, was uh, two tamaris with the same gun. And, uh, it's RX episode 110. You can find it on our site. Uh, uh I can't remember the site now. Trailofheroes.wordpress.com. Wow. I was gonna do the old one. Anyway, um, so yeah, we, we talked about this thing. Like, what's wrong with fans making stuff and why do they suck so hard at it? Um, <laughs> that was basically my, my question. Uh, do you guys want to give a little more background before we get into it or we're good? Um, I don't think it's necessarily that, like, they're destined to suck at it. I don't think, like, it's 100% destined to turn out bad all of the time. Not 100%. No, I I think it's just, (laughs) there's a large ratio of stuff that will turn out terrible because you've got a lot of people going into it uncritically. Yeah, that, that is it right there. All right, well, I guess we're done. See you all later. <laughs> yep. Bye. The the Bye. ten minute episode that is probably only about three minutes of talking about Common Rider. Yep. Um, I I know Miyazaki See you later, actually went goes on some kind of tangent about this uh, somewhere. Yeah, There's the an interview with Jimmy him. documentary. Yes, uh, where he just he goes on about anime fans making anime and how bad of an idea that is. And, again, I don't think it's necessarily a terrible idea. It's a good thing to love 
what you do to love the medium that you're working in, to have a good broad spectrum view of it, but I don't think that's necessarily always what happens with people who go into something wanting to make what they what to make a product that is similar to a product that they already love. Which is sort of the shame, because coming in and loving your job, I mean, that's the dream. <laughs> Just to be able to go to work and be like, yes, I am having fun. I am using my, I am expressing myself creatively. I'm expressing what is in my heart and putting that out there for everyone to see and appreciate and love. And whether or not they actually do, I get paid for it. And I love that. And like, that's the dream. But again, like you said, so a lot of people just do not come at it uh, from a critical angle or, or with a critical lens on when it comes to recreating that particular thing, uh, which, of course, is part of my big issue, which is that so often they just make – either they, they remake the thing they like or they just make more – thing happen. And and I think this is a bit more endemic over in American superhero comics, but it's it feels like it's starting over here in Ryder, where it's they just want to create a, a status quo and have the illusion of change. Lots of stuff happens. Everything's heavy. But next week we just basically start from zero again, so and I mean, that exists in Sentai. Sentai is much, much more formulaic than Rider is. You can pinpoint specific things that are going to happen every single season, and you can tell pretty much when they're going to happen, and in some cases, who they're going to happen to. Um, uh. You're, you're going to have a body switch episode. You're going to have a bride episode. Uh, you're going to have a clip show. That may or may not be good. Some some seasons do it phenomenally, and some do not. Look, I always give love to if someone can actually pull off a clip show, because that ain't easy. Ghostager and Tokyuja are the best ones that I've seen. I don't even remember the Tokyuja one. It that was the one where they all wrote letters home. Oh, that's right, yeah. They all wrote letters home, and it was the most heartwarming show. thing ever. And also heartbreaking. Yes. Which, of course, is Tokyo's modus operandi. Yes, because it's a Kobayashi show. But, like, you can do those things every season, and and every season you're going to have at least one male member of the cast cross-dress. This is... These are things that happen and have been happening for the past 15, 20 years in Sentai. So, like, you can do that and pull it off, but I just, Ryder hasn't, I guess maybe even in trying to establish the status quo, you're going to have all of these missteps until you kind of come out the other side. I don't know, because I don't know where in Sentai a lot of these tropes started, so I can't, like, uh, give this kind of early years idea of it, but, like, you can do that and make it work, and Ryder just hasn't. 
Well, I mean, uh, for a while, they... Oh, come on. Okay. Um, I was going to say, there's... It's kind of difficult, too, to talk about Ryder, because while Sentai does do the more formulaic thing, it's been doing that all along, pretty much, as far as I know. And um, even though... Uh, <laughs> um, well, you can Showa... go back 20 years, and there was... Uh, Sentai, there was not a regularly occurring writer show in 1995. Right, exactly. And you went from the Showa era um, to these one-off movies, and then the Heisei, the early stuff, was, you know, we're going to redefine this and redo it in a different way. And, I mean, even before then, you had New Common Rider, which is Sky Rider, and then you had Black, which were um, both reboots, basically, or reimaginings, retellings of the original story, but they uh, both did something unique um, with how they actually process. And I'm actually speaking ignorantly of Skyrider because um, I'm not as familiar with it. But I, you know, there's nothing glaring. And if you have evidence that points to the contrary that they just ripped off the original show totally, then you know, go ahead and send that in. Um, that would be fine. Uncommoncastrx uh, at gmail.com. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Just letting the people know where to address it, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. Just like, the, 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 like you, you are clearly a man of the internet. <laughs> because it's just like, when you nerds want to tell me I'm wrong, and you will. Here it is. Just, I'm braced. I am yeah, braced look, for it, just again, go. Again. I, I, you, the, listeners, this comes from a place of love. Believe me. I'm on a podcast about Common Rider. I'm not pretending I'm not a nerd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, not a giant nerd. Yeah, that would be pretty difficult to, to, to try to even establish. It um, would be pretty impressive to hear the rationale. Like, you could write whole theses on just, like, this The cognitive is... dissidents? Yeah, just like, okay, how does he keep this up? <laughs> uh, okay, so, um... I mean, I was pointing out the interesting idea that there have been, like, reboots, basically, or, or, like, this is where you... Like, there have been various starting points in Kamen Rider, and those starting points have, just like Sentai has a starting new starting point every single year, been fresh and different and fairly unique, and sometimes there are little homages and things like that, and there's a big difference between doing that and then something like where we had the helper dude basically die in double... O's, Forze, and then it even kind of happened with Rinko, not Rinko Koyomi. Koyomi. Yeah, no, it carried, like it carried all four. the way to Wizard. Um, I mean, she she died twice, didn't she? Yeah. Or was it just the once? No, she died. She died twice to over the okay. over the course of Wizard. Uh, possible. I well, she was she died at least once before the show. She <laughs> died at the end of the show. <laughs> She got maybe semi-dead in the middle of the show when we get Infinity. I don't remember exactly what happened to her there. Well, in the uh, in the Cat Sith episode, I think Medusa drains all all her mana out, um, which was the one with the pianist. Right. And that was like episode five too. So like, yeah, so she was already dead, but she kind of died there too again. Yeah, Ko- Koyomi kind of. She dies. She dies at least twice. Possibly three or four times, depending right. on how you count things. Well, yeah. I mean, depending on how you count things, I mean, you could just say she only died the once, and he just never quite brought her back to life. So 
she's she's only mostly dead for the for most of the series. <laughs> or rather, I suppose it'd be more more sort of dead than mostly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. And I mean, like the, the I mean, post decade. Really, hey, depending on how you of... want to count, she's still alive in Haruto's heart. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but yet, but no. Yeah, that I was mean... that was a repeating pattern, kind of. They took a frame. They set up a framework in double, and moved that framework along in in O's in Forze in Wizard. Um, yeah, it it not you could go clockwork on that mess. Like episode sixteen, secondary shows up. Yeah, um, I mean it's that I think is more due to toy sales because they the secondary rider shows up near about Christmas. That way they can put the secondary rider stuff out for Christmas. Uh, yeah, I just don't understand why you wouldn't kind of spread it out more evenly. And if because you're going to do a secondary rider... Decade. Decade <laughs> screwed up everything. If you look before Decade, it was spread out more evenly. Because Christmas came towards the end of the show. Now, here's the question, though. <laughs> I remember talking about this a couple of years ago. Um, is it because Super Sentai performs less well than Kamen Rider? Because it fails to, like, uh, healthily establish a collectible gimmick, and therefore what? Um, Toei did something. Toei Bandai split the year in half so they can no, they be, canceled, have all they that canceled writing money coming in? Because the, like, there were parent-teacher groups complaining about it. What? Yeah, no, they were like, there were parent-teacher groups in Japan, like, what in the world are you guys doing? Stop that. And they canceled Decade. Why were all the kids trying to be schmucks? No, like, it's just uh, they, they, they weren't paying attention in class because they just kept talking about what was happening in Decade and how it made no <laughs> sense. I want to believe you, but I I, I need a source. That is I will, too crazy. <laughs> I will dig that up uh, later. When we're not talking okay. about things. But that's, as far as I've heard, the story on why Decade is half year. And uh, the, see, the like, rotation is thrown off. See, I had heard that that was an intentional thing. Because that way they could try and stagger when the the you know the release of like this, the, the number six over in Sentai. And the secondary rider in, in Rider. Because that way you're you're you've got the one big guy that everyone likes. Okay, now we all go by him, and then you just wait a little so that they can all save their money back up, and then comes the new guy and they just go by him. But that's I could have heard that wrong. I mean, that's I I figure that's how they market it now, because I I think the the sixth also comes in a lot earlier than he used to. Really does. So I think, <laughs> like, I don't think the secondaries used to show up at the same time in pre-decade Heisei. They yeah, wouldn't need to. Well, I yeah, mean, the, 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 the sixth and the secondary, the I don't or... think they would, sh I don't think they ever showed up around the same time. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I think they may have already been staggered and decayed just kind of threw everything out of whack. <laughs> But In I will. Fairness, I will that, try and find that would sources. That make Tsukasa the destroyer of 
all worlds in he should be. He reached up from fiction As to he mess still with the power. Truly believes that he is. Bless He's Masahiro in a way. Beautiful, beautiful heart. Yeah, I I truly love him and things. how fully he embraces being decayed and the the absolute train wreck that comes with it. But I think uh, to jar us back onto onto the point because goodness knows we're we're prone to distraction. That's why <laughs> we have this tonight. show. That's why we made this show. That's it's true. It's true, but I think the 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 trouble that really does come in in besides trying to find the status quo is also after a certain point and a thing that I've really felt is is kind of endemic in these last couple of years is they just like they're not people writing a story, they're not people trying to communicate a theme or explore how you work through something. They're people who just want to have more writer. Like I've, I, like I've heard a lot of really nice things being said about double. I do not dispute any of them. I, I will get in a fight with people later. Eventually when I am not what I care. One day, like, one day we'll all have that. Double, double does not have a very strong thematic through line for me. At least not in the main characters. At least not one that comes through as something they did on purpose. Same with Drive. Like, I just, I don't know what we're trying to say here. It's a fun crime story. But, again, it's it's that critical engagement that Sono talks about. Like, I don't feel like the people behind it, you know, I'm not just going to put this one all on Sanjo. There's a lot of people behind this who really should have stepped in at some point. And they're just... They're just making another thing, and they're making another thing irrespective of a lot of the thematic underpinnings, because as as I know I've talked about with Cannibal Sarasenian, like a writer who is invested in the the governing authority is kinda sketchy. I mean, uh G three notwithstanding, like there are not a lot of writers who are married to the central authority. There just aren't. Well, I mean, and, Kuga, if you want to take it on a literal level. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah very married to the You yeah, walked directly into that joke. I, I had did, to make I did. it. No, that's <laughs> totally legit. I Hats off. If I was I, wearing a hat, I'd, I'd be tipped. I was required by law to make no, that I, joke. I, um... Well, it, I just, mean, it feels like he just wants to have a good show about a lone hero with a bug motif who fights monsters until they explode. As that's opposed not to, enough. Well, it's it's not. I mean, as, as Sono has said to borrow writers. one of Sono's phrases, uh, you know, he he just did it, and it's not enough just to do it. You have to you have to go hard at it. You have to put the pedal to the metal. I'm going to disagree, though, about writers being attached to kind of a central authority, though. Well, recognizable central authority. I mean, the the Tachibana organization does not have... I I would not call them, like, a major... Okay, no. I'm thinking uh, Kabuto, Blade, 
Um... Yeah, but in Blade, they, they blew up the, the company in the first, like, three episodes. Yeah, but the company board was still around after that? I thought they were dead, and then they became the enemy that they fought. <laughs> but it, but it's, again, this this could just be a point of, of personal aesthetics, and as we've discussed earlier, I... I get very attached to things in very certain ways. Like the, the thing is, and a lot all of, of my interpretations of these, will bend around that. Even, a lot of these organizations in pre-decade Heisei that are not specifically the police, that are not named the police, or are, the government, or yeah. See, but the thing is, they are all still tied to the government in ways. Like Zect was definitely a government organization. Or were at least tied to the government in some way. I always felt they were tied to the government the same way like Shocker is. Insofar as they are the way that our hero gets their powers, and also a thing that the hero has to fight on a fairly regular basis. But the thing is, Zect is not... Zect as a whole is not treated as bad. You have, like, the higher, the top of Zect, which is clearly bad from episode, like, one. <laughs> but then you've got, like, the general populace of Zect that Hopper Brothers notwithstanding were not bad people who wanted to do bad things. But, I mean, and now we get into, you know, what is complicity with, with a bad system, right? But they didn't. But again, this this could be an aesthetic thing more than more than a factual story thing, like, and it just could be the way I'm interpreting it. Maybe like I I I don't really see a rider being in the police as a bad thing. Drive has not handled it to the best of their ability by any no, means. No, they have not. I I am not. Like, and, and, by I am not when, in whatever. any way saying <laughs> that. Yeah, whatever but, I mean, aesthetic like, differences on the other stuff that on upon that question, like I mean, they like what do you what do you think of the mages then? The mages by the end of Wizard, the mages work for the police. I always thought it was more work with. No, which, they're, they're, again, they they are Section Zero. Ooh, I never caught that. Ugh, don't like they, that. The I just I feel very bad and when Rico cops have become writers. Section Zero. I, I feel bad when cops, when rioters are cops, and cops have rioters. Because any any even mildly capricious police force, I just, I don't trust it. I don't like it. It it makes me feel icky, like, in ways I cannot describe. Well, yes, yes, I can. Fear for my life. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's every superhero fascist story. See, the thing good. is, I... I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if you write it like the end of the Nera arc in Drive. Where you're like, oh, parts of the police are bad. Those are bad people. We Like, even people in the police can be bad, but there are good people, and we should, those good people should stop the bad people. And get the bad people out of a position where they can hurt good people. 
I get what you're saying. It's it's not a thing that jives with me because what so often tends to happen is is you know the bad folks just tend to infect the system and you and like all jerks use every technicality they have to cover their butts. Like, oh no, no, look, I look when I said that bad thing, like I didn't mean it, so you can't really hold it against me. I was drunk. Like they're the they're the equivalent of that with a gun. Yes, I see. The message should be like, get those people out Out of of things. Yes, and I don't. I don't think that investigating, like taking a look at that from the inside, is necessarily bad. It's not necessarily bad. It's just I. I think it's 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 the Hydra question in in the Marvel movies. Because once you posit that it's a few bad apples and not anything to do with examining how the system itself works, it it becomes a very different story. Which See, you know, but the thing is, not... I think you can examine the system from the inside. Well, and I wish they would. <laughs> yes, so do I. But and, and again, like, like for, I, for like I all don't... we're having our aesthetic difference here. I think that is the biggest problem I have, because they have not. No, clearly they have not, and I wish that they would. And I'm not by any means defending Drive's, what Drive has done as a proper oh, yeah. way of saying oh, what I'm not. thinking. Yeah. What no, no, I'm... no, 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 I know that, yeah. But... We're just having, we're just having differences in, in how we think this goes. Because, I mean, like, you'll have kids that want to grow right, up to I'm be just... police, and I think... I think it's good to for those kids who want to be police to to grow up examining the system that they want to be a part of. Yes. Oh my god, yes. So like not ha- just never having a rider that's tied to the police like you kind of take away you take that away. I, or just any me- any media where no one goes in to question the police as a whole. Because if you have a writer that's coming from outside the police, such as every other writer. Rider one. <laughs> yeah, everyone who's not G3. Yeah, like, you're not going to get the full spectrum of what the police are. You're only going to get one or two, one or two officers or certain parts of the police, and you're not going to get this full spectrum that Drive could have given us. Now, I gotta say something. I think um, it's interesting that uh, Sony are bringing up that there needs to be, I guess, representation of all, of you know, including police officers, um... Like, there needs to be solid representation of people in all the various fields that exist, um, because it can help to see the flaws and the, uh, merits of, of people in those positions and, and what those positions can do. And I'm talking very generically, because you're not going to have, like, a veterinarian common writer. Although, you know, you, you, maybe someday. Well, I would not say no. <laughs> it, it could happen. And I mean, uh, Gowranger brought yeah, in a no. team from very, Veter- I I bring up Gowranger specifically because you mentioned veterinarian, but they were all from different fields, and they used that expertise. 
Right. But, like, if you look at a show like uh, Law & Order, let's say, and if you look at the regular Law & Order, SVU, the different ones, they all show you different aspects, but it's always about how terrible the criminals are and, you know, these awful crimes and things are skewed in such a way that mostly everybody's guilty and uh, I don't ever recall in all the Law & Order I watch, except for maybe once or twice them having, and, you know, out of, like, 14 years worth, well, maybe, like, 10 solid years worth of Law & Order that I watch, like, um, an innocent person who was uh, convicted because of prosecutorial misconduct. Like, it's it's very rare that that happens. And it's like, well, you know, I'm proud of it anyway because, you know, it's good to get these people off and that's what the jury decided and whatever. And then you have a show like The Good Wife where early on uh, you have this, um, you have the character and she's going through, you know, she's working at this high-dollar law firm and she's dealing with people who were wrongly convicted, and DNA evidence is getting them off, the Innocence Project is mentioned, things like that. And, um, like, it's really important to show both sides, and I think depending upon what medium you're doing and what your message is, uh, you're probably going to unfairly glorify and, and galvanize or a hero. Or, yeah, glorify, um, I was going to say heroize, but that's not right. Um, Lionize? Like, Lionize maybe uh, your your main characters and like that's good, but it's a failing. But I think it's almost. I'm not sure how to avoid that, and I think it's, that's it's why it's kind of structural. I mean, it is kind of structural, which is why you need to have things that take on different personas, different aspects, different uh, views, and show those from a main protagonist point of view. And when you fail to do that, then you get this like weird homogeny that kind of lends to like a group think or hive mind and maybe it's just because we were talking about Orwell earlier that I'm saying that. <laughs> you know, it's, it, again, you know, we, we, we have talked about a lack of critical stuff earlier on and it's it's good that we're talking, you know, we're getting into the weeds. It's good. Especially since, comparatively speaking, I'm being the more close-minded one. I can cop to that. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I, irony reigns uh, today, apparently, between the two of you. And maybe me, too, I don't know. You know, uh, we're, we're chill people. We're self-aware. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm pretty much willing to give anything a chance. Yeah, I, I, I will give hey, any, you know, I will give any stupid idea a chance. I was 100% on board for breakdancing samurai fruit riders. Yeah. I but wish we would have got to see that show. So <laughs> do I. But like I I'm willing to give any stupid idea a chance. But like I'm I'm not going to defend something that was done wrong. Oh no, certainly, but uh, you know, we're we're getting to the the uh was it the platonic versus the pragmatic sort of levels here. Um, no, I was about to correct your pronunciation, but that wouldn't be nice to do. Oh, go for it. I, uh, is, I it, is say, it not platonic? I was going to say, shouldn't it be platonic? Not, but anyway, I don't I, know. I, Depends I don't how know you say how your A's. Work. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> my uh, failure to be assertive earlier has uh, forced me into um, having to leave right now, so if you guys want to continue, you may. Um, but unfortunately I gotta, like, get food home and stuff, so. Okay. Oh, little things. <laughs> um, so, I guess I'll talk to you two later. 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, see you next time for Drive uh, 37 and 38. Should be fun. That's that's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Okay. Well, there are definitely... I already have four questions just from episode 37. Okay, so we're, so, we're at least going to have a lot of material to cover. Yes, yes. We will. All right, well, uh, I'm out for now then. All right, later, okay. dude. Take care. Bye. Ah, oh, that lack of being assertive. But we do go on. Like, this is the problem. You've got, like, you know, forceful personalities as your co-hosts. It's it's dangerous if they're easily distractible. It's true. And this, and, is, this is pretty much the only thing I'm forceful about, ever. Yeah, and, and you know, squirrel. What? Squirrel. As I just <laughs> lean towards the window? Yeah, Exactly. I mean, we, we do have this problem. There is a squirrel in our neighborhood that my aunt and mother were Aww. feeding for, like, Aww. six months. Um, and then Happy we couldn't squirrel. get it to go away. Yeah, no, it's, they're smart. They, yeah. they have pattern recognition. I, I told them. This is why you should and never befriend a crow. Is, oh, I would love to befriend the crows. <laughs> but uh, the squirrel knows that any time it shows up, they will feed it on command. <laughs> So all all she had to do was walk onto our porch, and they would give her a peanut butter cracker. She learned that, and I told them, this is what happens. Stop feeding her for a couple of weeks, and she'll go away. But how and, could you? It's an adorable squirrel. Because it kept trying to go after the cat. No, oh, that's not this much fun. It's like, I'd, I don't want it biting the cat, is the thing. No. But, uh, cir- circling back, uh, yes, back to, yes. uh, the, a status quo, the status quo a nice, thing A nice we edit point about. for you there. Yeah, there we go, to get the, uh, squirrels out of the show. But, uh, we, I brought up Sentai and recurring things in Sentai, and listing them off, it kind of occurred to me... Sentai has recurring events. Yes. Ryder has recurring Ryder has been trying to work off recurring ideas, which I think is much harder. Yeah. You can basically like it's basically Sentai will take a writing prompt and just write it with new people who will react to that scenario differently. Where if you take the same idea, you have to build characters around this same idea and figure out how to make it different, which starts degrading the idea. Not making yeah. the idea at its core worse, but I mean, you have you have double. And then you take O's, which is basically double, except you already know in Ankh, you already know that Philip is a monster, you already know that he's tied to this main conflict. Like, it's basically, instead of Philip being a mystery, he you get all of the information up front. And then you've got, you basically take Terui and just completely reverse all of his character traits into Date. That's about it. And, and, and copy a lot of them into Goto. Yeah, and kind of have old Terui backing up new Terui. But it's, it's much, and then when you get to Forze, 
you kind of fall back directly onto the original double model. And then Wizard falls back onto the O's model. And I mean, the one thing I will give Gaim is that it kind of broke out of that. It tried to break out of that cycle. Look, if we're going to, you know, praise to Gaim on that level, because it did not follow the plot skeleton. Yeah. It did its own thing. And I mean, that's the thing about pre-decayed Heisei is that it re- there is no real skeleton that they're following until Deno forward. Which is not very far, to be fair. No, no it's not. It's, it's Deno-Kiva decade. And that's only because Deno made so many buckets of money. It did make just a lot of money. So many buckets of money that I can't even blame them for being like, no, we have to do that again. I, I can't even blame them because that's the smart thing to do. In that situation. It is. But, yeah, it just... It, yeah. The thing is, I Though, think Double also made a lot of money. Which is why it got two Returns movies. Which is not nearly as many as Deno to be fair, but I think Double was really popular, so they're like, let's do that again! Mm. Except that instead of being the end of kind of a block of Rider, it was the beginning, and that's the problem. It kinda is. Because, again, I mean, to to circle back to where we're trying to go, like, like again, I, I, I absolutely believe that Riku Sanjo likes common Rider. Oh, he loves does. It, he loves fact. He loves Black. Yeah. Which, I mean, look. You can tell. Watching that's... Double, he loves Black. Well, look, I can't say I blame him. Common Rider Black is freaking amazing. I mean, I've, I've only seen the first episode of Black, because I don't have as much time as I used to. Look, in fairness, that first episode is hot fire. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, watching that episode, I'm like, oh, wow. I knew Double, like, had Black in its roots. I didn't realize that it also was just the tree. Yes. (laughs) Like, until I watched it, I'm like, oh, no, he just, he wanted to write Black again. Which, hey, that circles back to our topic of the show. Good on me. Exactly. But, um... I think he, with Double, I think he really took, these are the things about Black that I like. These are the ideas and messages of Black that I like. Let me try and write them into a new idea. Yeah, I could I could see that argument. Especially since, I mean, it, in, in Double, it is much more than just, all right, now I'm going to make Black again. Or, or rather, the version of Black I understood, which was sort of kind of what Gaim was. Like, ah, here is Ryuki, as I understood it. He just took the same thing and just didn't really bring anything new to the table with it? 
Yeah, I'm I... probably opening myself up to uh, get ripped apart by our listeners. I don't know if any of our listeners like Gaim. Well, you are a if, lady who if, has opinion about man things. I mean, if, and, and if any no, of our listeners do like I'm, I'm sorry, and I also don't know why you're listening to this show, because we are absolutely horrible to this thing that you enjoy. I, I absolutely think we would have driven them off. Like, we had a couple of people who, who very nice people, I'm sure, who, who dropped us some replies, and we replied to their replies here on the podcast, and it was... I'm given to understand it was not taken very well, because we were not exactly nice. Um, I mean, I try to be nice. I make an effort. Um, I'm nice to the people, because... But I also get kind of passive-aggressive, especially in regards to people coming at me about Gaim. Here's Uh, the thing. Someone comes to your space, you got... Like... I, I am very against state your ground laws in actual reality, but rhetorically, as in in speaking, someone comes into your space and steps and tries to test you. It is it is a okay for you to say, "All right, I brought notes." The like the the thing is, I was during Gaim, I made I made a point of on Tumblr making a specific non-show tag. So that it was not in the general tag where people were going through the tag to enjoy the show. I made a specific separate tag so people could block it with the blacklisting things that there are. Anything negative I had to say about Gaim. I put it all under a read more and I tagged it all with angry about Gaim. Yeah. So that people could completely just not have to deal with me. And I was still treated very, very badly. Uh, possibly mostly by trolls. But, and I mostly just laughed it off. But it completely destroyed my ability to trust anyone that enjoys Gaim. Because I have very look. severe trust issues. Uh, it's the internet. That's, that's probably a smart way to live. Yeah, I mean, just in general. I, I, Not always a lot of fun, I can't but... trust anyone at all. But, That's fair. It's, so I just now get very passive aggressive about Gaim. I get very passive aggressive on people trying to call me on my criticisms of things because well, of that. Because here's the thing, like, most, like, most attempts at counter criticism I have seen, and, and I'm not going to say all, you know, not all counter critics. Hashtag. Nah. Yeah, you can tell how serious I take that nonsense. But a lot of it just comes back to a thing you had, you had talked about earlier, which I think is at the core of the problem when it comes to the the fan creator, which is if they are a fan creator who goes in and does it in a way that is uncritical and uninterested in de- delving into deeper themes or in taking it anywhere but exactly where it was at to begin with it's it's just not going to be good or interesting yeah, it's just because if gaim gaim specifically felt very much to me like i want to look like ryuki i want this show to not visually but kind of 
in the way that the energy is, I want this to look like Ryuki, and I want this to look like Fize, but not taking in really any of the personality of Ryuki or Fize as a show. And I think really trying to make them like those shows on a surface level is not the way to do it. Well, yeah, especially since you can't, because, like, on, on a purely surface reading, like, Fies isn't fun. <laughs> it just is not. It's not a fun show that you can get into on, on a whim. I tried. <laughs> like, Fies... Fies is, is a, a tough nut to crack, I yeah. will admit. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying, you know, it's it's not inviting. And no, no, you, you have to you have to want to meet Fies halfway. Which I did. I was more than willing to meet Fies halfway and I very much enjoyed it. But you have to be willing to kinda go the distance. And uh I think if you're not gonna put in the f, if you want to show that you have that your audience has to meet halfway, you also have to go halfway. Yes, this is like that's is that's the thing. thing. You also have to do that because otherwise your audience is just gonna be standing there, slightly closer than they were before, but still not on board with you. Yeah, and it's just it 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 makes it really difficult when when you have a show like Gaim, which tries to take the these surface level affectations and turn them into something. I, is he trying to make something new? I could never quite decide. Yes, I I did not understand that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, uh, it's it's the question is is. Is he going? It, was he trying to make something new using the the sort of Fies tone? Is he trying to make something new using the Ryuki setup? Because it never felt like he was. It never felt like he was trying to push those ideas anywhere. I don't know. Like he he outright said that he was taking early Heisei and trying to make Gaim have a feeling like those. That is something that he said. And that's I, an easy thing to say. I don't know what his intentions were. I really did not go much deeper into it than that. Because I just, I have never enjoyed his writing and did not trust him. Which, Which was the right decision to make. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, I would, I would say so. And it's, and I mean, I just want to compare him once again for the 800th time on this show to Sho Aikawa, who basically when was, he was handed an anniversary series to lead, was just like, I just want to make a good show. I don't really want to shove anything else in here, so you can put all, like, the designs in, I just want to write a good show. Well, and here's the thing, like, when I watched Bokenger, I was completely unaware it was an anniversary series, except for the occasional thing 
after at the end of the episode where they're like, hey, by the way, this is an anniversary series. Here are some facts about other Sentai. And I'm like, okay. But for the most part, it's just, here is a good series. Which, I mean, like, look, I, I have to say, the the dedication that man has to just like, hey, well, now we're going to make a, a series that is good, not a series that is Super Sentai or a series that is good for Super Sentai or a series that is reminds you of other Super Sentai. It's just, here is a series that is good. And I mean, to be fair, Gokaiger, I thought was very good. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm, I, I'm not. And I mean, Gokaiger. If I sound like I'm casting aspersions, please no, allow I just, me to. Like, Gokaiger is basically the antithesis of that, in that Gokaiger basically requires you to be aware of other Super Sentai. To some degree. Whether or not you've watched yeah. it. I mean, I had only watched three other Sentai when I watched Gokaiger, and I don't remember a lot about the episodes that were not those three Sentai. It was my first Sentai. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Gokaiger was still very good, because there was a whole aspect of Gokaiger that was not previous shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was... And, like, that's where... The story was not in the previous shows. The story no. was... Gokaiger had its story, and the the need to bring in other shows and this Ranger Key gimmick was just used to facilitate it. Uh, I think that's actually one of its great strengths, because when you have those episodes about the other Sentai or, or the people in them, like they would come back and connect that to, in some way, the the either the dynamics or the plot, the, the interpersonal dynamics or the plot that was going on, things they needed to learn, like, hey, these two characters are kind of useless in a fist fight. They should learn them some kung fu. Ah, they have to go find the guy from, uh, how do I forget their name? Oh my gosh. Not Gao Ranger, the, the kung fu guys. Um, Geki Ranger? Geki Ranger, yeah. Was that the, like, was that the Geki Ranger episode? Yeah, green and pink. They're not feeling very good about their ability to do some fighting. They, and the, the treasure they have to go find. Well, they have to find the son of the tiger, and that's the guy from Geki Ranger, and he's really charming. Uh, that that was that was a really, really sweet episode, and I I love the, just the two of them walk in, and it's like, oh no, we're all we're all ready to fight now, and they're and everyone's like, oh my god, like why? What did you learn? And the two of them just kind of smile, and this is immediately after a scene of just Don petting a puppy. Yep. It's like, no, the puppy taught them everything they need to know. But, I mean, that's, I, I think, though, that, that does point to, like, you can take really fanish stuff. Like, the, the fanishness, or lack thereof, is not what makes Gokaiger or Bokenger work, or not work. What makes them work is that, at their core, they're really competently made shows. Yeah, it's just... What makes them work you, is that they work. It... In Gokaiger was very much about past Sentai in a way it, from the uh, from a concept level. It was very much about bringing back past Sentai, but it didn't neglect the present Sentai. It didn't neglect the Gokaigers. It did not. Like you 
you absolutely felt for every single one of them, like, from day one. And I say this as someone who can't stand Gokai Yellow. Like, I, I absolutely can't deal with her. But there were still parts where I was very invested in her. I wanted to like her. I tried really hard. But I just, I, I, in the end, I couldn't do it. Yeah, you know, that happens sometimes. She's... Uh, I've discussed that. This isn't a Sentai show. <laughs> that's that's for another thing someday the, the, down the line. What with with the, the long history that Sentai has, especially compared to Ryder, and, and since it's kind of Ryder's, uh, like, I don't want to say, you know, sibling program, I mean, they they're always together. I think I think it is it is you know it's it's useful to bring it that into the discussion. Yes, and I mean a lot of the same writers, the same suit actors, the same producers all work on both shows. So you've got the same minds going into these shows, and I think that's a valid reason to compare them. No, absolutely. But but you know. Tate, just getting from there, like, but those are people who didn't just, as you say, I mean, there's a lot of, of events that are recurring in Sentai series, you know, the, the body swap episode, the cross-dressing episode, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, they, they have to build them around a good story. Yeah. And, like they, these are and elements a, and we put a into a good cast. story. And a good cast. And, you know, if, if the writer is a big fan, that's fine. But you also have to, you know, there's there's a lot of masters you have to serve, and I think that the that having to serve the master of all of these characters have to be characters probably is why there's. I feel like Sentai has been overall a lot more even on on the front of of having the fan writer. Yeah. Whereas writer has the just the narrative hook of having a main hero. And that is a lot easier to mess up. <laughs> At least I think so. It's... Because if if you've got if you allow the the thing to become a, a great man narrative, or goodness knows what a lot of people have, have tried to talk about, like you know who is the best fighter, and like that's what Ryder is about. And it's like no, no. I I mean it is easy to mess up Sentai. It's very easy. Uh, as I point you directly at Kyoryuja. Yeah, I... Which, I which, never... the, they're easy to mess up in two very different ways. Yeah, I think that's, that's perhaps, that's a lot more fair. Because, I mean, with, with Sentai, if you neglect your whole cast, the show falls apart. Yeah, because, I mean, if you have one great hero... Why are these four to like how many Kyoryuja? Kyoryuja ended in? up with ten. Yeah. So if if it's all about the red, why are the other nine guys here? Yeah. Or which I suppose is kind of the opposite problem in in Drive, because if Drive is so great, why are there's these other two guys and the cops and the belt? And uh, Goddad iPad. 
it, like, it's, it's very, there are things, and it's, these are both Sanjo shows. So he, he didn't really do this right in either direction. Not that he was the only writer on Drive. He was the only writer on Kyo Ryuja. So all the blame falls on him there. Well, and... Well, I mean, there's and, also, you know, like, production. Yeah. Producers, but, directors. But, I mean, the just the fact that everyone else was not... did not form relationships as... Every, every episode of Kyoryuger, even if it was not about Daigo, was about one character. It was always about one member of the team. And in a Sentai, you have to write every episode about, you have to do some episodes about one member of a team, but you have to do more episodes about two members of a team. Yeah, I mean, it's, you got a focus episode. But the focus episode is also about their relationship with someone else. Yeah, and that's it, how you make the focus episode. Yeah, I mean it's I'm gonna I, I'm gonna use Tokyujer as as an example to uh mix up my rotation a little because Bokenger would be too easy. But I mean you have this whole episode with about Tokadi and his feelings for his brother. And that establishes yes. a lot about him as a character. And that's that's a good solo episode. You also have, like, three or four episodes that are about Tokadi and Akira. Yes. And what they learn from each other. You have episodes about Wright and Hikari, about Kagura and Hikari, about Mio and Tokadi, Mio and Kagura. Uh, Tokyuja really did a good job of not only making relationship episodes for the girls about just the girls, because that is a problem that Sentai does fall into. It does. Uh, I mean, even... No, Bokenzer didn't totally fall into that trap, because you've got uh, a Sakura and Eiji episode, you've got a Natsuki and Eiji episode, uh, you've got a Sakura and Sota episode. So... I was about to call Bo Kendra out on it, but then I remembered some more episodes. And then it turned out that Bo Kendra was better than you thought. Ah, must be nice. But, I mean, like, Tokyuger like, did a good job of spending time with every pair of characters. You had you had a Hikari and Akira episode. You had a Wright Akira episode. You had a Mio Akira episode. You have a Kagura Akira episode. Like it really took the time to show everyone's relation with everyone else, and that's what you have to do in Sentai, and that's a thing that Kyoryuger never really did. Oh, which is a shame, and. Though I have, you know, you, we we say this now, it kind of explains a lot of the focus episodes here in Drive. Yeah, very few of the focus episodes have been about more than one character. Yeah, and with a cast as big as the cast of Drive, you kind of have to make it about more than one of them. Yeah. Whereas you and had you had focus episodes in Double. But everyone was still involved because your cast was so small. Yes. Your main cast was four people. 
So, you really have no choice but to have all of them there and all of them be involved. Whereas your main cast in Drive is eight people, and you can't have eight people on screen at all times. No, you cannot. But you could have three. Four at most, but that's pushing it. Yeah. So, like, why was there not an episode, like, with Kiriko and Rina? Why was there not... Like, I, I don't understand. Because you can do these things. It's not hard. It has been done. I mean, Blade has a relatively small cast. It does. A lot of those episodes are about two people, especially once you've got all four of the writers there. Mm. It's generally about two of them at a time. Or one of them and, like, a main a main supporting non-rider character. Where you've got, like, the Mutsuki and Hikaru episodes. Uh, you've got Tachibana and Mutsuki. You've got Hajime and Kenzaki. Uh, Kenzaki and Kotaro. You, it, you need to give time to everyone, or else why is everyone there? Yeah. That's sort of... That's the biggest thing, and and again, and it really points to me where the the problems of of the of you know the the person who comes up like I don't know the the context of Sanjo becoming Riku Sanjo as we know him like I don't know if he if he comes out of a school or if he got discovered somehow I don't I don't know but a lot of it just reeks of of a lot of the lack of understanding of craft that often comes with the the fan who gets into it. Uh, there there have been a lot of... I can only compare things to Cape Comics. That's where I grew up. That's where I come from. But like in American Cape Comics, there are so many fans who turned into writers who just... Like, they don't know how to structure a story. They just... They show up and it's just like, hey, Spider-Man is great. You know what's great? Spider-Man. And then the only spin on that is, well, now Spider-Man, who's a really, you know, he's a pretty chill guy, now he wants to kill. <laughs> and will he kill? And it's like, well, no, of course he's not going to kill. If he turns into a murderer, it's, it's no one, he's not Spider-Man anymore. Like, mm. And it also sort of falls into this weird, again, to go back to the status quo thing from a thousand years ago, <laughs> a thousand years and so many technical glitches ago. <laughs> but, I mean, once you... And one of the things that I think is superior about about Sentai and Rider, which, but in, in the American Cave comic, like, you have to keep the character at a certain recognizable place, or you have to get rid of them. Yeah. Like, Hal Jordan, he's the Green Lantern. It's great, it's great, it's great. He goes crazy and, like, murders all of the Green Lanterns, period and then dies himself later on. And it's like, okay, great. Then they put in a new Green Lantern. Everything's great. New Green Lantern has a decade of stories where he talks about how he's the real Green Lantern. No, he's the real Green Lantern. He's the real Green Lantern. All those other guys, they aren't there because he's the real one. But because they keep talking about the guy who went crazy and killed everyone, um, and 
eventually turned him into an angel who was seeking redemption from God. It's a long, very strange story. And then it all turned out to have been written. It, they just wrote it away with a weird retcon about an evil yellow space bug. And that apparently fooled God, I guess. <laughs> I, I, it's weird. It's a long, like, it's like a decade long story. And it's like, then the old guy comes back and they throw him in. And, and because because they wanted to bring back the iconic version of the character. And of course the iconic yeah. version is the version that the, that these people grew up with <laughs> and not the one that they've been putting money into. Yeah. And I feel like so much of like Urobuchi and, and Sanjo has a lot of that same feeling. Yeah. It, it's a lot of wanting to satisfy nostalgia. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, you can't bring that mess here. You have to create nostalgia. You have to create something so good. Like, you can't, re- you can't make Common Rider black by having a story about a dude chased by a cult of weird monsters. That's, those are the elements that make, that are a part of Common Rider black, but that's not what Common Rider black is. Yeah. That makes sense. And I mean, there's ways to satisfy nostalgia in a new in a new product. Oh yeah, I mean I mean uh, uh, Steven Universe. Oh yeah. You can see, you can you can <laughs> taste the Utena in Pearl. <laughs> yeah. Uh they they do a lot of Sailor Moon references. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's there's a literal in uh the episode where with Hollow Pearl, yeah, With hol- the, the, the run. first Hollow Pearl, the the literal shot for shot, <laughs> yeah, remake of Utena. And mean, they use there, it in there's in references a to way. Ava. There's reference. There's multiple Ava references. Um, multiple Sailor Moon references. Like you can, you know where the nostalgia is in Steven Universe. But it's also this completely new thing. And I think yeah, that's they're, what Ryder is out. trying to do every year. Is oh, that. So, they're not good at it. It's, it, sometimes it is really good at it. Well, sometimes, and yeah. Sometimes I, it's not. I, I always, I always love the bit in Kabuto where it's like, oh, well, here's the Mask Rider system from 1971. <laughs> How does what does that even mean? And it's like, well, you're never gonna tell us, so that's okay. I mean, but just like, in, that's, in, that's in a nice Forza, Tomoko just being like, oh, all of these, you're a common writer. You're these urban legends that I've heard about. Well, heck, all of their names. Yes, everyone's name is is a spin on one of the old writers. I, I was going for something a little more like canonically happening well, in yeah. the show. But I yeah, mean, yeah, true. like, that's on that's... the level of stuff with Steven Universe we were talking about. Like, that's... Yeah, everyone's name is a show rider Yeah, yeah. Yuki Joji. Joji Mayuki. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon Nozama. Like, that's... I have to... I That is easily the most clever one. I sure thought so. Like but they like, they had to work at that one. Yeah, they really did, and it shows, and it works, and like, it, and it's a thing that if you know the stuff, 
it's it's hilarious and clever and great, and you feel so smart for having picked it up. And if you don't know it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it has absolutely no effect on your enjoyment of the show. Yeah, because the nostalgia thing, like, that's uh, that's pepper, or that's some salt and pepper you put onto the meat. Oh, that makes it taste better. Like, you, you don't just eat a handful of salt. Yeah, which, like... That's kind of which is what Gaim felt like. Years. Yeah, I mean, watch, watching Gaim very literally felt like eating a handful of salt. It was that and same sand. level of unpleasant. And cat litter that's oh. been used. No, don't don't I, go there. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice? But I mean, I think that's it, man. Because the he's he's trying. I mean, because what ended up happening was he says, "Oh, I'm trying to create the feeling of." early Heisei, but all he does is just chalk in a bunch of stuff that's like, okay, I remember this bit from an early Heisei show, and that's a, that's a different thing. It's, um, again, to go back to Cave Comics, there was, at one point, uh, during Fantastic Four, the, there was a cover blurb that made reference to, uh, to, to, writer-artist Jack Kirby, who had mm-hmm. worked on early Fantastic Four, and it's like, a new adventure in the Kirby tradition, and it's bringing up a whole bunch of his weird old ideas and doing a whole new adventure with it. And when someone eventually asked him about it, his co- asked uh, Jack Kirby, oh, well, hey, they're, they're referencing you, what do you think? He's like, well, no, to do something in the Jack Kirby tradition meant doing something new. I'm like, <laughs> and that's kind of it. Like, Throwing pieces in is not the same as doing the thing. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of what it all comes down to. I mean, you have to understand what the thing is before you can do it. Yeah, like, it's it's good to love the thing you're working on. It's good to have really strong feelings about a thing that you want other people to end up having strong feelings about. Again, like... Like, I know you're a creative, you know, you, you've got creative projects you're working on, I've got creative projects I'm working on, Abit's got creative projects he's working on, I'm pretty sure Jonathan got some too. Getting paid to do that is the dream. It is. I'm not even asking to get paid well. I would be happy to be, well, not happy. Um, Listen, right I'm now I'm pretty- working on the promise of money. Yeah, yeah. You and even paid I'm badly. psyched. But, like, and that's great. It's so important to love the thing you're working on and to feel Absolutely. so strongly about the thing you're working on. But you also have to feel strongly about the thing you're working on now. And you can't let your feelings about the thing that's already been made overshadow the feelings of the thing that you're working on now. Yeah, well, because at that point, again, it's, like, what's the difference between good fanfic and bad fanfic? It's, it's, one takes it and does something with it. The other just makes more of the thing. And you don't need more of the thing. You've got it. You've got the thing. Which is a really bumbling way to put it, but it's just, it's the difference between a hamburger, like, you go to, you go to McDonald's, you order a, a value meal. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get it. It's supersized. Yes, I know they don't supersize anymore. I don't know what they call it now. But 
you get the you get the bigger drink and the bigger French fries, and that's all it is. When instead it's like, okay, how about you go to not McDonald's and have a hamburger that is actually well made? Yeah, it's like, why don't you just make a hamburger at home? You yeah. know what a hamburger is, but now you can put things in your hamburger that you can't get at McDonald's. Yeah, they just don't have it. They would never do it. You you can put you can put bacon and and guacamole, and I know they put bacon on hamburgers, but whatever. Yeah, but, I'm making but, a point but, here. This is a clunky metaphor, but it's it's probably the best one we've got so far. Like, you you can put avocados and salsa and yeah, you can straight up put a round of pineapple right yeah. on that burger. You can. You can do it. You can you put can any an entire banana on your hamburger. Dang, now we want to try that. <laughs> just, just look over bring here. It all, bring it all back to guy. You can pizza. put you can put a whole banana on your hamburger if you want to, and no one can stop you. But that doesn't mean it's gonna taste good. <laughs> Well, this is the other side. I mean, because anyone can make a hamburger, but there's a reason, like, Top Chef, like, there's a reason people get kicked off that show. Yeah. A and it's not because they don't try, and it's not because they're not attractive, and it's not because of a thousand other things. It's because when called upon to make an interesting thing, they did not. Period. Or the thing they made was less interesting than someone else's thing. So it's And that's kind of what's going on here. I mean, you've got so many people trying to make a thing, but they don't make an interesting thing. Like Riku Sanjo's trying to make a hamburger. And he learned how to make a hamburger from McDonald's. Like he's he wants he wants to make a hamburger. So he made, he made the hamburger. And then he took out all of the things he wanted to put on the hamburger, but did not actually put any of them on the hamburger before starting to eat the hamburger. Yeah, I think that's probably a much fairer assumption. They're all just, they're all just like the lettuce and tomatoes and the ketchup and the, the guacamole and all of that, it's all just still sitting on the counter while he's standing next to the counter eating his hamburger with nothing on it. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's the difference between the, the good and the bad fan writers. Cause the, the good fan writer, they will just, they'll, they'll show up. Like, I don't actually know how Shoaikawa feels about Rider or Sentai? Um, well, I mean... He's spoken he, very warmly of Showa era, anyway. Showaikawa, like, he enjoys both, and he's enjoyed writing both. Um, I just, I think he is more concerned with making... Showaikawa wants to make hamburgers for other people. Whereas... Yes. Urubuchi wanted to make a hamburger for himself. Only he put for he made Urubuchi made a hamburger with everything that he likes on it, not really caring whether or not 
other people liked those things on their hamburgers. Ah. Uh. He put three pounds of onions on his hamburger and tried to give it to me. And I can't eat onions. I, uh, yeah. Whereas yeah. Like, I was like, okay, well, I want to make a hamburger that everyone can enjoy. And not everyone will, because not everyone enjoys everything. But I'm not going to put anything... I'm, I'm just going to do things that people... That I think people will like, and that will go good together. And Well, I think that that last bit, what would go good together, is also a, a, a key bit of craft that I think a lot of... A lot of fan writers generally just don't seem to get. Because, you know, if you start out with Ryuki and you try to make it Fies, these are things that are similar, but they are not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very, you know, again, to keep with the flavor thing, it's like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know two things that are similar that are not the same. Uh, that, well, I mean, that, and I, I, I'm going to make work. a very, I'm going to make a very topical analogy because Go. Hardee's, Hardee's, which is a restaurant somewhere in the United States, I assume somewhere near New Jersey because I'm getting commercials for Hardee's, but I have never actually seen one. Yeah, um, I, and I think that's uh, on the West Coast. That's called Carl's Jr. Yes, I I know it's Coast. it's Hardee's and Carl's Jr. and they. They advertise them both by saying they're both. But um, Hardee's, I think, is the one that's nearer to me. That sounds more correct. But I have never actually seen one, so I don't know where they are. But they have introduced what they are calling the most American thick burger, which is a terrible, horrible name for anything. That is, that um, is awful. But it is it is a burger. With a hot dog and potato chips on it. See, now the chips I could get, but the hot dog... That's fine. The chips I'm fine, but, like, I'm stuck on why would you put a hot dog on a hamburger? Why? That's... Like, it's fine if you want to eat a hamburger and then also eat a hot dog. But I don't understand putting them into the same piece of food. Yeah, because the, the flavor of one is going to override the flavor of the other. Yeah, they are going to mess with each other, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yes, that is that is a good description. He's trying to have, uh, Gaim was, you know, it, it, this isn't fruit, but it's trying to have hot dogs, a hamburger on your hot dog, or a hot dog on your hamburger. And, and it, just, it just doesn't like, mix. I mean, look, look at Force. Look at Force, Yes, there, yes. There was a hamburger, I, and there was a hot dog, and they were two separate things. Yes. They were two entirely different tiny robots. <sighs> I, I set myself up for that joke, and I had to make it. No, that's that's quite alright. But, I mean, like, that's, that's what it is. Guy wanted to put, like, a hamburger. It, Guy wanted to make a hamburger put a hot dog on it, and then also put some fried chicken on it. Yeah. And it's like, and oh then, yeah, like, I heard, maybe I, also and then serve put, it on a waffle bun. Yeah, and like, and maybe like, stick some potato chips in there, stick some french fries in there, 
just like take all of the foods that you would eat and put them all into one thing, which is yeah. not how you make food. Yeah, and that's at the end result is like it might technically be a hamburger, but it's not. Like, like eat, it's there's not. a hamburger in there, but I I wouldn't call it. There's too many other things in there, and I don't know what the main thing is supposed to be. Exactly. Like, we have, it has ceased to be a hamburger because it has ceased to be anything, because it is everything. And Which, I mean... It's a mess, is what it is. Oh. And, but I mean, that does bring us to one of the things with... Uh, one of the things I always look for in, a, in writers generally, and particularly in fan writers, when they have that singular focus... When they just go in at it, laser, and they've got the thing they want to do. And they, they get it, and they just make that burger. Boy, this is going to become the new, this is going to become a new, cat, a, a new just shorthand, isn't it? Just make that is, burger. Is, is the burger metaphor. And I mean, that's, yeah. Kobayashi God, will make that burger. She yeah. will walk in, and she will make, she will take, she knows her burger recipe. She will walk in, and she will make you that burger, and God help you if you try and put anything else on that burger without her permission. Yeah, don't met yeah. Like, and look, not everyone's gonna like it. Flat no. out. No, not everyone's gonna like it. That's just how this is. But I mean, but like, I know... Like it, they come back, they come back for more. I know that Foundation X was supposed to be a running thing in post-Decade Heisei. Yeah, that was a terrible Kobayashi, idea. Kobayashi wrote O's. They told her to put it in. She was like, no. That doesn't make sense with what I want to do. I'm not going to do it. But, Later. But my burger franchise. Tough. It's like, but, but this is the new special that we want to include on our menu. Um, no. No. That will not taste good in the burger that I'm making. Only at participating locations. <laughs> This is not a participating location. And I mean, like, you can, you can kind of headcanon Foundation X into O's in well, this kind they, of backwards way. And they did some stuff with the, in the O's Forza movie. Yeah, and I mean, that was more tied to, I think, what they were doing in Forza. Yeah. But like, in, in O's directly, in like, O's canon, there is no mention of them ever. The only mentions of them, the only mentions of Foundation X that are tied to O's are at the end of Double and in crossover things. Yeah, pretty much. So Which Kobayashi is... was just like, no, you're not putting that in my burger. Yeah. And, and you know, that's I made, she... And they had to agree because her Deno burger was still making them money. They were still yeah. selling that. Oh, oh, Steno. Uh, that was, that was my first exposure to anything other than O's and, well, any, anything other than, like, the post-decade Heisei that was available at the time. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, like, I watched that and I'm like, man, Common Rider is intense. <laughs> Like I love, like I love the big crossover movies for exactly that. Like that, the the way we watch, the way we decided what Common Rider to watch after Forza was, oh hey, Superhero Tyson came out, let's watch that, and 
through there, we'll pick out what to go with next. <laughs> and the thing we went with next was Decade. <laughs> Which we also used to decide what to do next, and that was actually very helpful in that respect. Took us a while to get to Kuga, but then, yeah. Though, I mean, getting back to the burger metaphor, I mean, like, uh, from, a produ- from a producer level, I always feel like Takadero is, is just a guy who, who he has very strong feelings about how a burger should be made, so he only brings in very certain cooks. Yeah. He's he's a bit more overbearing. On the other hand, like if you like if you if you like the thing that comes out of that overbearingness, it works. <laughs> but if you just have a home cook that likes making burgers and tossing everything onto a burger and doesn't think about like you can't have that person going into a burger restaurant and becoming a chef. No, I mean because like, they're not because they, have... they don't think about the burgers that everyone else wants to eat. Yeah, they're they're just thinking very much about their own stuff and and I think that's you know to to temporarily drop the the burger metaphor. I mean, I think that's actually you you've honed in on it because the. The, the most egregious fan creators are people who, you know, they have their singular focus, but their singular focus is not focused on anyone but themselves. And there are there are there are ways to do that that are good. I mean, the George Miller, for instance, uh, the Mad Max films, mm-hmm. singular vision, singular focus. He has a way he wants to to express this thing. And he's going to do it his way as as best he can. And, you know, sometimes that turns into Beyond Thunderdome, and sometimes that turns into Fury Road. But his singular focus is on a theme, it's on an idea. It's, it's on, like, we are going to use Mad Max as a medium to express this thing that is on my mind. Whereas a lot of the most egregious fan creators, like, the only thing they're thinking about is, gosh, I love this. And I mean, that Do you love it in a way that, that anyone else can connect with? No. I mean, that won't always go totally wrong. There no. is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which has absolutely no right being good. I just, I have never, like, I've just seen bits on Tumblr, and I saw the fighting game once when I was younger, and I'm like, you know what? Too weird for me. I just, I'm over it's, here. It's very, very strange. And I'm not nearly as into it as the people who like JoJo, but yeah. I, I've been I've been watching the new show as it comes out, and it's enjoyable. And you can tell that Araki was just like, I watched this movie. I really liked this movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna write the next chapter that movie. The next chapter is just gonna be that movie. Aww. And it's just like, I found this new band. I'm going to name, like, eight characters after their songs. <laughs> just because. And it works, and it has no right being good, because it's so strange. And it's legitimately, like, what a 12-year-old would be writing in their notebook in the back of class when they're not paying attention. 
but it's also completely brilliant somehow. Well, you know, there there's a certain level of of bonkers where if you get there, you you know, you just go right back around to brilliant. And he has he has gone back around like four times. Good for him. It's Jojo is completely bananas. And I mean, uh, Oda, who does One Piece, not not to that extent, but he, I'm pretty sure he's basically just doing whatever he wants in One Piece. I th- he has, like, certain ideas that he wants to, like, certain points that he wants to hit, I think, but he's basically just doing, just going with the flow of it, and just enjoying it. And well, more power to him, because, I like, mean, one, one Piece is too long for me. Yeah, same here. But and, what uh, I've read, that's yeah, like and, everything I know about One Piece, One Piece is brilliant. Yeah, well, everything I've read, like I've read the first like ten volumes before. After a certain point, I'm like, right, this is never ending. This is just gonna turn into more thing. I'm I'm out. But every every bit I read, like there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. I feel like as it's gone on, the beginning, middle, and an end have gotten a bit farther apart from each other, but there's still the baseline of, right, well, this is an arc. Something yeah, well, happens over the course of this. And I mean, there, there are things that come back, like, a hundred chapters later. Like, nice. little weird... Like, he... Oda knows what he's doing, and props to him. Yeah. But it's... You have to also know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of it. Otherwise, your burger ends up just, you know, a bit of charcoal. Yeah. And you can can throw bananas and pineapple and guacamole and all the barbecue sauce you care to. But you still got a piece of charcoal under it. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I think that's that's just so much of it because the the that's the other thing with with Guy, because on top of like this being very much the burger that no one else wants to eat, it's also a burger that it, that feels like it's cooked by someone who does not understand how fire works. Yeah. How does meat cook? You just I just throw some some hamburger onto a bun and then I toss on all these things I like from other dishes I like and then it's a great hamburger, right? Well, no, you have to you have to fry it up. Yeah, but then it just catches fire. Well, no, Th- that, no. You, have to, you need it to turn down the heat is what's going on here. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of people were watching Urubuchi make this burger. Like, they were watching him pull out things pull out other ingredients that he wanted to put in this burger, and they're like, wow, I never thought of putting that in a burger. Maybe maybe that'll be good. And then, in the end, the end of Gaim is them being handed that burger that they have to eat, and they try to eat it, and there's a reason you never thought of putting a banana on a hamburger. There's a reason. And the end of Gaim is that reason. Metaphorically speaking, because 
Like, now I am dead curious about banana on a hamburger. Yeah, so am I. I wish we had some bananas. Look, banana on, like, next time you have, like, I don't know if you're, if you're a Canadian bacon and pineapple pizza person. I'm not generally a pizza person. Oh, okay, well, never, never uh, I'm I'm very, very picky about pizza. Something about red pizza sauce uh, is very hard for me to deal with, especially in combination with cheese. I can see that. No, yeah, I you know I love this stuff, but over here they've they've decided that uh, you know the best way to to one up a Hawaiian pizza is to create what they call a Honolulu pizza, mm-hmm. which is a Hawaiian pizza with curry with curry spices and bananas on top. Huh. It's, well. It sounds bizarre and bonkers, but the way they do it over here, where they're very light on the sauce and it's all thin crust. It's a revelation. Huh. I mean, if I had some bananas, I would test out this burger thing. Yeah. I have I have meat in the freezer. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but here's the thing. You probably wouldn't load it down with ketchup and barbecue sauce, because those would be a bad flavor combination with bananas. Yeah. So, I mean, like, do something that would go good with the bananas. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that would be. Like, Maybe some bacon. Like Probably. Like ever, bacon makes everything had, better. Yeah, if you've ever had a Hawaiian burger, like, you can have, like, they, you know, they, they put bacon, like, you, they crumble up bacon, put that in the meat, fry up the burger, toss on uh, some teriyaki sauce, and uh, uh, a round of pineapple. Sounds God, terrible. That sound, no, that sounds it's delicious. Amazing. That sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's... You know, again, I, I, it's one of those things where, like the Hawaiian pizza, has nothing to do with actual Hawaii, but someone came up with that combination for a burger, and it's like, no, if you can find a place that'll do that, it's amazing. Yeah, no, that sounds delicious. I yeah. will try that eventually if I ever get some pineapple again. But, but again, you can't, you can't put. I, I, I feel like we're really just hammering home this metaphor, but we found a good metaphor for it. <laughs> and I'm sticking to this it thing. Cause, well, because it's actually kind of universal, because it's at the same time, like, if you want to make a veggie burger, like, you can't make the veggie burger in the same way you make a hamburger. No, you can't. You can't put the same toppings on. You just can't. Mostly it's because an it's entire- already vegetable patter. Uh, you yeah. know, if it's a vegetable patty or is it tofu, and you got to treat those differently, and you and like can't... then what if you're going to make a turkey burger? These are all very different things that you have to make in different ways. Yes, and just like, like you have to make every you have to make every rider differently, you have to make every sentai differently. Yeah, you have to make sentai very differently than you make rider. Yeah, you know, like the 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 ways in which I've I've been feeling lately, where they've been trying to draw them closer together. Not a fan. Not a no. Fan. I mean, I I wish I don't know if I want them to stop doing the the crossover. I really don't want that to be like an annual tradition now. Yeah, like. I, I like when they, like, say hi to each other in the movie. Like, make a proper movie for the crossover. Make the crossover yeah. a proper movie and not just the weird sh- the weird special that is advertising 
the crossover which features those characters. Like, no, just have a full-on crossover movie with those characters. It'll be wacky. Yeah, I'm like, I... I, just, I don't know if doing that every single year is a good idea, because the things do not always mesh well. No. Like, you know, Gaim... Gaim Tokuger did, like, listening to people talk, like, did not make the people who were only watching Gaim want to watch Tokuger. Because there was, there, was, there was absolutely nothing of Tokuger in the crossover. Like, yeah, at least... Was- at least with Drive Ninja, the Ninja villains were in it. Yeah, I thought they actually made a pretty good showing. Yeah, I mean, what's-her-face I mean, but... what's did some stuff. Oh, hey, when we discussed it last, I couldn't remember her name. Kyuhimon Izayoi. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I, in my defense, I haven't watched the show since episode, like, ten. No, that's, and, you know, like, Again, I understand. We've we've had that discussion. I'll, I'll get back to it one day. It's just every, every time I remember Star Ninja, I'm just like, no. No. I, sometimes I wonder no. if I'm the only one who likes that guy. Sometimes I, I feel I, like I am. I, see the thing is I this is not a fair judgment of him. I could oh, no. very well I could ver- if I watched the show, I could very well enjoy him. I don't know. I didn't plan to like Tokyo Six, but look where we ended up. Look, look. Here's here's the thing, Sono, Sono, Sono. He knows a lot about kissing. It's true. Oh, I love Akira so much. It's like I was already pretty sold on him. Like the minute he walked in. But, like, the second or third episode with him is that kitten episode. And I'm like, that's not even fair. That's not fair. You're not giving me a chance to dislike him. Yep. Yep. Which, you know, probably a smart move. Yeah, no, that... She... She legitimately wrote that episode for people exactly like me. Yeah, well, you know... He had no sleeves, and he had a kitten. And boy, that dude can rock a tank top. Yeah, he can. Shoulders. Yeah. He posted a picture of a rainbow on Twitter today. Aww. Speaking of hamburgers, I was was walking back. A local bar had had a, a grill buffet. Ooh. Yeah, and, like, it was raining while it happened, so we're just walking back, filled with burgers, and rainbow in the sky. Oh. Apparently burgers are a thing today. Yeah. I mean, I, there was, there was one time a couple months ago, uh, it rained really hard during my commute. And about halfway through, uh, we, we got to the other end of it, it all broke up. There was the most intense double rainbow that came down, like, we were at one end of it. It came down onto the street, directly in front of us. Oh my. It was, I have pictures of it. It was pretty amazing. Right on. Yeah. Did you get the pot of gold? No, unfortunately, we were driving. I think we were at the wrong end. But, uh, it, it was pretty cool. I have pictures like uh, it, yeah. somewhere. But I think on that note, 
I think with the hamburger thing, we've we've probably said about all we're going to say. Yeah, and talking about hamburgers for like half an hour, I'm now really hungry. <laughs> yeah, wicked sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I haven't eaten in about eight hours, so... Ooh, you should fix that, and we're going to get out of here. So for Uncommon Cast RX, I'm Aleph. And I'm Sono. We'll see you next time. If you want to share your own burger recipes with uh, Sono and Aleph, you can reach them at Mama Fry's Meal. Goes well with a burger. And at Needs More Aleph. I'm Amit. You can find me at Trial of Heroes or at UncommonRx on Twitter. You can also send in subject ideas for the next Rider Jump or, uh, you know, five Rider Jumps from now, depending upon when we get it and our workflow. Uh, at uncommoncastrx at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you around next time. Uh, one more thing before I actually, actually go. If you would like to participate in a future writer jump, there is something you could do. Uh, we're hoping to get people talking about why they love common writer, kind of given their common writer or, uh, tokusatsu testimonials, because, uh, we disagree with a lot of people on things, and we're wondering how much of that is coming from how we fundamentally perceive writer and uh, Sentai and the other shows as well. So uh, tell us why you enjoy these shows. Uh, what about them appeals to you, and maybe even what got you watching them and why you keep watching them. I think that would be- lead to a really interesting conversation and discussion, and uh, it could be really fun to hear a lot of different people's stories about how exactly they got into this crazy, crazy world with spandex suits and bug eyes and... Uh, it's just so much. <laughs> so I think that would be a blast. Uh, again, you have our addresses, so uh, you know where to send that stuff. <laughs>